Welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Uh, on the show this week, we got me, DJ Hemp Nation. Oh, are we doing it in order? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, I'm, I'm uh, Brooks, I'm more like the Petrograd student. Hi, I'm Hata Trotsky. It's me, Patrick. Hi, I'm Zach, a.k.a. Cuck Schumer. Good. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Very topical. Do you, 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 you want to just start off with that one? Should we just start off with that one? Just being mad at Chuck Schumer? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cracking my fucking knuckles. Okay, so, like, you guys are the Americans here. Take the lead on this one, because I am, a, I am but a humble Canadian and do not fully understand your American electoral politics. Uh, so how'd Chuck Schumer fuck up this week? So the government shut down <laughs> uh, last like last weekend uh, because uh, our, we have a broken uh, government and economic system and political economy that if um, if the two parties don't agree on a thing, then sometimes the government just shuts down. And it's normal and regular. And uh, so at first, Democrats were like, hey, we're not going to pass this budget in time. We're going to shut down the government if you don't pass uh, DACA. Or if you don't, uh, like, have protections for dreamers yeah. in... It's like a renewal of it? Yeah. Essentially? Which, again, is it's a, it's a program to protect uh, un, un, uh, undocumented children of a certain, like, time period. Um, which, you know, uh, isn't even all that sort of far left. But uh, it's... No, that's like, it's very reasonable. Like, if you're going real far left, that's like... Fuck a border. Borders don't exist. Let everyone in. Let's let's do this shit. Right. Because you know that's normal. That's that's the compassionate thing to do. But governments don't work that way, especially not the Democrats. Right. <laughs> so um then uh so the government shut down for a couple days and uh Chuck Schumer then he rolled over on his belly and he started cooing and he says oh no people are getting mad at me oh beans and then he and then he oh. he put on his work boots and he said okay Mr Don dangerous Don I'm gonna go build the wall for you I, and you we don't need to do DACA anymore I'm gonna help you and this is how we're gonna win in 2020 and it's bad. And it was, like, unilaterally terrible, but a bunch of Democrats are still pretending that this is, like, brain genius level strategizing and that it's actually good. Yeah. Um, and I hate it. To be clear, all of it, all of it now he has in return is is a promise from Mitch McConnell uh, that, that, <laughs> that they're, going to, they're going to deal with immigration before the next, like, budget deadline in February. Famous promise upholder, Mitch McConnell. He yeah, loves to keep promises like... is the thing about him. <clears throat> Yeah, like, and the other thing that was, uh, was like, uh, Chuck Schumer was saying, like, we'll, we'll work on the protections for the Dreamers later. Once the nation Wait. sees all the photos of people being deported, then they will, like, call to action. That's, like, like such a fucking ghoulish thing to do. Yeah, he, he was like, yeah. if, it, if we don't, like, get a vote on it by, like, March or something, he said, God forbid, hopefully all those photos will call people to action. Like, who cares about the people getting deported as long as they inspire people to do the right Famous thing? accelerationist Chuck Schumer. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what the Democrats are really hoping for. That's why, like, they, they haven't offered any, like, substantive resistance to anything that Trump's done. Yeah, that's given maybe, that, maybe that's why Democrats that have, friend, like, no positive vision of the future and offer nothing to vote for for the working class. Maybe that's yeah, exactly. why. That's, like, why everyone's third favorite Doug Jones keeps voting for the Republicans. <laughs> what? The Democrats, 
<laughs> the Democrats read like the nega universe version of like the art of the deal, and now they just roll over on everything <laughs> instantly. Yeah, because they're all accelerationists. They wanted to get so bad. Well, because they that it was the same strategy that Hillary literally ran her entire campaign on. Like, there's no way they'll vote for this one. The only Spoiler problem is alert. that, like, <laughs> everyone's stupid and people are ghoulish and evil and will continually vote for things that make poor people suffer. It's The only fucking thing that Democrats understand is shame. That is their only tactic. And it's the only thing Pretty that they much. fucking offer. It's the only reason that they don't like Donald Trump, but they love George Bush and, and by extension, Mike Pence. God, because... yeah, just... That was, like, a micro-topic we had this week is, like, George Bush now has, like, a higher than 50% favorability rating among Democrats. Yeah, which is insane. Because they have a memory of about 10 minutes. Like, anything before that. Like, they don't remember like, anything. Like, about funny, how terrible funny Bush make a dog painting. You're like, oh, yeah, I think he this painted is kind a of dog. The... Isn't that sad? I wish he was president again. I think it's it's sort of the flip side of the coin of how Democrats are always constantly complaining that like actual leftists are, are too into purity politics, um, but the by opposite. the same token they just yeah exactly they entirely forget whenever someone isn't literally the devil they just think that that person has done no wrong and so they refuse to learn from their mistakes like like Hillary Clinton famously loves Henry Kissinger. <laughs> And yeah, so do they're we. really good friends. Yeah, yeah, no, we absolutely <laughs> love him. It's our title, our podcast is not a threat. It's just a fact. It's it's yeah, sad it's, to me. it's amazing to me that if you ask any given Democrat what their opinion is of a real, actual war criminal, they love him. Yeah, they just they think he's a great guy. Democrats love war crimes as long as they're like foreign war crimes. I mean, they 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 actually they do, they do love war straight crimes. up actually do like Obama loved to do them. <laughs> they just uh, don't call him that. They call them like. Conflict oopsies. <laughs> yeah. The fucking and let us let us be clear. This will happen again in four to eight years with Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. This there's going to be somebody who is who is even somehow even worse, and and then it's going to be oh well Donald Trump didn't know what he was doing. He was just a stupid baby. This guy's even worse because he knows how uh, evil he is, and it's it's always going to. It's going to be why, literally Mike Pence. That's why you can't organize outside of the Democratic Party. No, 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 no. It's going to be. Who's an even worse game show? <laughs> Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. Okay, well, there we go. Um. I just want to say I logged onto Facebook today, mistake number one, and then I looked at my, like, on this day, such and such years ago thing, mistake number two, and my status yeah, from I exactly a year ago today was about how the Democrats keep trying to negotiate with people who only argue in bad faith and how things are just going to get worse and worse. And guess what? It did. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone's, I don't remember whose status it was. I think it was, it might have been Sam's. And it was like an on this day from like six years ago. And it was oh. like, watch someone just nominate a game show host for president. And it's like, did he, did he fucking really? I don't know if it was Sam. It was someone on my friend's feed, but like, it sounds like damn, Sam. That's... If it's like smart and like, it's, it's well thought out, then it's probably Sam. Yeah. I mean, if it's smart and it's well <laughs> thought out, out, doesn't that mean it's definitely not Sam? Like, let's, let's, let's all hash out our Sam opinions here. I'm for it. He did get he did get his Tumblr suspended by the Secret Service. This was a real thing yeah, that happened to our that. friend Sam. Right, so he's a war hero. <laughs> That's true. I think that that actually gives Sam the strongest stripes of anyone here. 
Right, he's the only one who's taken a meaningful stand against the United States government. Yeah, traitor to Empire By making a funny meme post about killing the president. Yeah. Which was also extremely not a threat. Like, a lot, very much not. It's it's not. Don't worry. It's not. A it was the problem. The time. problem with the FBI is that they don't understand tumblerity. No, 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 no. It was the Secret <laughs> Service, which is even better. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that. That's much better because, like, this is these are the people who are looking against active threats specifically against the president. <laughs> and they follow and Sam like, on Tumblr. Yeah, exactly. This this random this random blogger from Arizona. He, he's definitely got something planned with his petition to kill the president. Not a threat, just a fact. The thing is... Yeah. It no. wasn't a fact! If what the fuck? Take... <laughs> Damn, if they I shouldn't have finished the that sentence. If they had taken the time to look at his blog, like, if they had taken the time to look at, like, two of his posts, they would have been like, oh, this kid doesn't have what it takes. No, they would have They would have fucking played a snowing song that was on his dash and would have been like, this fucking sucks, I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's just take down his blog because snowing sucks. Snowing sucks, but also I love snowing. No, no, same. It's 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 the mood. I have I have red hot chili pepper syndrome where I love bad bands. That's fair. That's also a really really good name for it. Yeah. Okay. So what's you got? What's y'all's favorite red hot chili peppers album? <laughs> what's like that fake one that you California? It was okay, listen, Abracadabra. It was Abracadabra. <laughs> and it sounded really good. I thought it was like a return to form for Anthony Kiedis. Please look up Abracadabra, California. The thing about the thing about Anthony Kiedis is he is consistently the worst member of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no idea which one he is. Which one is he? He's the singer. Oh, I hate him. He's bad. He's the only good rapper. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Brooks, you I... can't start bringing Galaxy Brain opinions like that into this podcast. You just can't do it. No, the only good rapper the only good rapper is Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer. I don't want to talk about uh... him. <laughs> um... No, sorry, Professor Elemental. The, the, two, the two mavens of Chap Hop. Who's that, um, Matt, who's that one that you're always, um posting and it's that dude it's like a picture of like a guy on like this really plain black background and he's wearing kind of like a goofy outfit and the song is terrible um uh kill a sal yeah kill a sal <laughs> okay kill a sal's crazy money is actually the greatest rap track of all time okay i'm sorry please don't beat me up um i i do want to say while we're talking about red hot chili peppers my senior year of high school uh they did a um all-male like beauty pageant competition and this one kid uh his talent portion was to do a very bad i don't want to call it a sing-along but he did uh the uh give it away give it away give it away now song and like was walking down the aisles like strolling around like a king and i was astral projecting out of the auditorium it was so bad <laughs> that uh rules <laughs> And I, See, I, yeah, I, and I actually astral projected into that auditorium to watch it just now. <laughs> he he astral projected into the body of the guy doing it. That was Brooks. Yeah, he that was, was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the three-eyed raven now. Yeah. Now, oh, Patrick, you want to take the lead on the next one? What's the crazy thing that Trump did this week? Okay. All right. So I spent all today researching this. Um, so this is the story that that Trump has recently placed a really big import tariff 
on foreign manufactured solar panels. And and if that's all you hear about this story, it sounds, you know, obviously like a batshit crazy thing to do. Um, but I did digging and that's not really the long and short of it. Um, obviously, that is what's happening. But um, I feel like it's kind of an oversimplification. Uh, what he's doing is putting a tariff of 30% on solar panels, um, which is not the maximum, and it's actually lower than what the International Trade Commission has recommended. Um, and it's not to stifle the growth of solar energy in the country uh, necessarily. I'm sure that's you know part of it. Uh, but it's also because that uh, domestic manufacturers of solar panels are getting outcompeted by countries like China and South Korea, who are the biggest exporters of solar technology because their governments heavily subsidize the production of solar tech, which is really what we should be doing instead of taxing foreign solar tech. Yeah, that's always the way it goes, because like a similar thing happened with the uh, the NAFTA trade dispute with Canada, which naturally I'm looking into because that's like the stuff that, that affects me. Well, I mean, not directly, because my, my, my family does not deal in lumber. I don't know if you guys knew, but... We're Why not? not? It's uh, not lumberjacks. Oh, you should be. I, I really... We really should be, because, like, there are some subsidies in place that help, uh, essentially, the export of softwood lumber, and that was one of the big things that Trump was big pissy baby about, was the fact that we subsidize that industry. Same thing with, uh, with Bombardier, who are a... Uh, they're not technically a subsidized company, but they're a company that constantly needs to be bailed out by our government, so we keep giving them money. Okay. Um, not necessarily agreeing with that. I think we should nationalize them, which obviously is the right solution <laughs> to do. Uh, but there was like a 30% duty placed on all Canadian-made airplanes because of the Bombardier subsidies. So it's essentially like it's instead of actually just subsidizing these things that we need, you know, airlines... Like transportation, more efficient transportation. Quirky feminist socks. Yeah, good. <laughs> and and solar panels. Instead of you know doing something that would uh, would incentivize the use of these things, instead they make them more expensive for the end user. Yeah. Because like if they if they if they if they uh, subsidize them on the federal level and then didn't have to tariff the things coming in as a result, then it would just be cheaper in general. Instead, it's just more expensive across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other thing I do want to mention about this topic is that it's got like um, a lot of political power behind it, speaking on like an international scale. Like I mentioned, China and South Korea are the ones who are going to be like most heavily affected by these tariffs. Um, and that's probably an act on part of the Trump administration to kind of get them to maybe adopt more of a quote unquote uh, American foreign policy in regards to North Korea. Uh, he's also this same tariff applies to washing machines. And uh, the administration's also tossing around putting the same thing on aluminum and steel, which are other big exports from Asian countries. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of big aluminum mines there. And of course, like of course, yeah. the uh, like Trump's foreign policy involves keeping the Koreas divided because, like, God forbid there be anything close to reunification talks between them. Yeah, and it's like it's really it's like it's such like a nakedly transparent thing too. Like it's so obvious. He's like, they're trying to drive a wedge between the countries. Right. Yeah. To me, it makes perfect sense to me. Imperialism bad. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. What's the highlight? What is the highlighting signify in the document? Oh, that's me being, that's me nervously playing with my keyboard. Sorry. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, can we talk about that now? Cause I don't have a uh, thing to take point on. Oh, so this is an so... easy one. <laughs> So what you're saying is, what you're asking is, are you ready for some football? <laughs> are you ready for some football? Um, should we I'm explain... ready for some football? I'm football? Should we explain what the XFL is? <laughs> it's, 
It rules. Okay, so uh, this was in the um, I want to say like the late nineties. It's two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, it's same basic time period. Um, time is so big. It, yeah, nothing yeah, big time, happened time in two thousand eleven that changed anything. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand one. I can't think of anything <laughs> like, big that happened. See, time is fake. <laughs> um, so in uh, two thousand one, uh, Vince McMahon uh, started a uh, football league called the XFL. That was like sort of a blend of traditional uh, NFL football, uh, traditional uh, in so far as that can be traditional, um, and a mix of that and like the showmanship of and kayfabe of professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. so, like, all the players wore mics, it was, uh, like, notorious for being a lot more, like, showy and violent. Um, so it's kind of, like, the most, like, early 2000s thing that you can think of. And it's coming back, baby! Yeah, uh, and this, this time with more jingoism. Yeah, oh, because, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because one thing you gotta know about Vince McMahon is that, one, Martin Luther King is his personal hero, and two, he's super-duper racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Don't don't think too hard about it. Uh, so this time, uh, they have a policy. A, they're not going to have cheerleaders. That's just, I guess, they don't want the players getting too horny. It's not a big deal. Um, they also have decided that they're not going to hire any players with arrest records. And th- this is where we get to the heart of why what makes Vince McMahon get such a hard-on for his failed football program. Uh, all players will be required to stand for the national anthem. It's really good is the thing. We gotta, it's good. We gotta support the troops. If there's one thing you know about the, gotta know about this podcast is that uh, Empire is good and the military is great. Yeah. They've never uh, done anything wrong. So when you say Empire, are you talking about the hit network TV show Empire? Um, no, because that involves black people. Oh, yeah, he hates them. <laughs> the... The, the cool thing about, like, forcing your, your players to stand for the National Anthem, on top of everything else, is that it's just the latest, and it's the most Vince McMahon thing you can do. Uh, for those of you who, who, aren't, who aren't on Twitter all day, Vince McMahon is the, is the wrestleman who, who monopolized the wrestling, wrestling industry um, and did a whole, a whole lot of other horrible shit. Um, and he walked funny. He also walked funny. And he, yeah, he also wins- did the funny walk. When Stone Cold Steve Austin do a do a funny stunner on him, he does he sells it very funny. Um, it's very good. Uh, but he also, you know, like famously, or perhaps it should be more famously, like doesn't uh, uh, the the wrestlers on screen in WWE are not actually WWE employees, despite not being able to work elsewhere. They're independent contractors, uh, which is a cool legal thing that you can do if you don't want to pay for health insurance for your workers. Yep. Um, <laughs> so this is just another thing where it's oh, cap- under capitalism, you, you it's a free, it's free enterprise, and you can voluntarily you know conscript yourself into all of these organizations, except uh, it's extremely not voluntary, and you are required <laughs> to do all of these things. And by, by the way, there's a monopoly. If you want to work in wrestling at all, you have to work for us. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much. Or go to Japan. Also, where the better wrestling is. Also, dangerous Donald Trump is in our Hall of Fame. Thank you for asking. Yes, and of course, <laughs> Vince McMahon's wife is the cabinet minister of, or whatever the equivalent is called yeah. in this. Is it cabinet minister the, in the states? I don't yeah, actually know. Yeah, the they... small business administra- administration, yeah. which is also yeah. fucking hilarious. That's so it's very funny. funny. <laughs> See, the thing about it is that like Vince McMahon lost what, like 160 million on this last time. Yeah, it was like 50 and, mil a pop. Like, if he, he tried loses a bunch that much. If he loses this again, it will literally mean nothing to him. Uh, can I ask, is this the football league that Donald Trump uh, 
was involved with that failed, or was that a separate failed football league? I think it was separate because mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about that, and I'm constantly online in the wrestling world. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew that he had his own. I think his was a, the American Football League or something like that. Because uh, watching the, the press conference today, uh, like the original, the old XFL, as Vince McMahon wants you to think about it, uh, it, it was a joint venture, like, funded through WWE in part. And, like, Jim Ross, the famous announcer, was was there, and it was very linked. And uh, one thing – another thing you got to know about Vince McMahon is that he fucking hates wrestling. And he hates he, – because he, he has all of these, you know, these shitty billionaire friends who, you know, have gotten rich through, like, stealing other forms of labor. And – but – so he he you know that's why it's it's sports entertainment now and it's not wrestling because he really hates like he hates people who live in the south he hates poor people he hates low culture but he you know he peddles it he peddles the shit he just it's it's weird it's like rich people hating poor people it's weird um, I it's weird can't how that quite happens. wrap my head around that it's it's hard to think about um, but it's so now uh, this is a it's a it's legally a completely distinct thing from that that backwoods thing that made me rich. Uh, and now this is it's it's his own company, Alpha Entertainment, uh, which is oh, great. which is cool. It's just a cool name. <laughs> I have a question. Gorilla have a question. Mindset Entertainment. Yeah, Gorilla <laughs> Monsoon. Thanks. That's, who has that's for my the worst concussion? Who has the worst concussion policy between the NFL and the WWE? <laughs> it's the thing is, like, I, is think, the F- I think is it's the, the WWE. I think it's the is WWE. Worse? Yeah, I think it is. Um, because uh host of the show andy was saying earlier on twitter that i think it was on twitter it might have been in discord uh was saying that basically because of the combination of like football already being like a concussion nightmare um the fact that the xfl is way more aggressive and showy than uh the nfl is and just like the general reality of how sports works it's just gonna be a non-stop concussion factory yeah it's it's that's something that i was actually asked during the press conference and it sort of speaks to that 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 reactionary tensions that is always there in in america today where you know you want these sort of christian quote-unquote family-friendly values but you also want like the sjw's to like stop being so sensitive and you want like edgy and all that kind of shit so he was saying like oh we want faster football and we want you know all the spectacular stuff but we also want it to be you know free of politics and we want it to be family friendly fast easily digestible information and so it's not going to be very legible to me (laughs) it's not this it's just me spitting out a hot take but i don't think it's going to be very uh good American football is already <laughs> completely inscrutable to me, so this is just going to be, like, gobbledygook. Um, yeah, I think nonsense. I th- isn't one of the things about XFL that they also um, don't, like, break for halftime or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, no halftime. Yeah. Uh, no halftime, 10 regular season games, 8 teams of 40 players, less penalties, so they have players who are paid less, can't express themselves, which is also garbage. I'm sure they're going to have, like, similar independent contract laws that they would have in the WWE versus like you being signed to a team. You're technically an employee of the team. No doubt. Yeah. They're not even doing franchises. Yeah. Every labor practice is going to be worse. So it's super aggressive football with less breaks. Um, It's basically just going to be naughty players get put in the football wiggler to atone for their crimes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And that, that wiggle is how they're all going to get, deadly concussions that are absolutely going to kill someone within two years of the sport 
Can you yeah. believe that that Will Smith movie about football concussions didn't end concussions in football forever? Yeah, it's funny how that just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like like Hollywood just doesn't mean anything. I just... it's weird because I I use my movie pass to to my activism and it hasn't solved many social ills yet. It's it's uh, funny. It's just funny how that works. We forgot to mention the funniest thing about XFL, which is the nicknames. The the actually good part of XFL, yeah. Yeah, it rules. Sure. Is that all of the players instead of having? I think it's all the players instead of having like their actual like last names as humans on the back of their jerseys, they have these nicknames. And my favorite one is the one that just says "He hate me." Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's good. I think that's very good. So yeah, out of all, actually, you know what? I changed my mind. The XFL is good now because of this thing. And it's not racist. Thanks, Vince. Oh, no, it's not racist at all. It's not racist. It's I extremely mean, racist, well, well, folks. <laughs> well, <laughs> why would you even say that? I just, a uh, uh, friend of the show, uh, speaker on the show, Andy, uh, I just want to point out, on Twitter, they, they straight up called it Dog Whistle Football League, which is basically what it is. <laughs> Like it's 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 literally it's it's people who it's the old white people who don't like all the showiness and you know who who need a certain type of person to be humble compulsorily all the time. Yeah. And also they need to stand for the damn national anthem. Yeah. A- Andy also said in the Discord, uh Vince McMahon made a racist CTE factory. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very good. Thank you Andy for making me look up what a CTE is. Yes. I learned something today. Yeah, it's it's Chris Benoit disease. Oh God. Um. Hey, uh, I I do want to mention um Brooks since he just mentioned uh Movie Pass. Apparently, Movie Pass decided to do a fun uh, corporation thing and just not allow uh access to its service at a bunch of really uh prominent AMC theaters like the big ones in New York, LA, and Boston. Uh, and they didn't tell anyone about it, so that their customers would get mad at AMC instead. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Well, so, uh, like, wait, why did they this? decide this? Uh, because they've been in a long-standing feud um, with AMC, because AMC doesn't like that they drop their subscription rates so low, because now you can see a movie a day for a flat rate of $10 a month. AMC is yeah. worried that this will affect the culturally perceived value of going to the movies and make it harder for them to price their movies at a place that they can keep their business open. Right. Which, as see, we all know... That... <laughs> what were you going to say? That's dog shit bullshit, dumbass fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's yeah. fucking dumb. Pretty especially bad. because most people do not see more than one movie a month. Get out of here. If There's... I had movie pass, I would absolutely see every piece of shit that passed through the theaters, but <laughs> oh, it's it not available in Canada. And see, the thing about me is that when I go to the movies, they are making their money back on concessions because right. I am I am a big popcorn boy. I love to eat my popcorn. Um, yeah, I'm popcorn at my fucking... movie theater. It's more expensive than the fucking ticket. Right. I'm a dumbass, and I get the large popcorn every time I go to the movies. And oh, end up of course. Half of it Why out. wouldn't you? Now, I'm a pretzel bite boy. I love me a pretzel bite. And uh, AMC Hello? recently... I This is a call-out post. I'm just going to be upfront about it. Uh, AMC changed their uh, cheese, and they, they, they 
they have cheese that you can dip your pretzel bites in and it's good to taste and put in your mouth and i i would go there and i would say one ticket for the shape of water please and then i would get my pretzel bites and it would be delicious and then uh one day i went there and they said hey this cheese is too good let's make it bad and then they changed their cheese and it's bad so uh fuck amc corporations are bad now yeah what now yeah it's like how yeah starting now starting now like like as of when this recording goes live yeah so the last good company was the xfl (laughs) (laughs) made it in just under the wire they got it in one they got it in one i mean in two is the second time well (laughs) well, this is uh distinct from xfl this is uh two xfl (laughs) yeah yeah exactly So that's all that happened this week, huh? Are we going to talk about, uh, since we're talking about movies now, are we going to talk about the Oscars at all? The noms? Uh, I call I mean, it movie ball. There's really a, there, we have dad. one question for the Oscar noms, so we can we can wait till questions okay, for cool, that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, what else we got? I wanted to talk a little bit about Canadian politics. Oh, yeah. Go I was wondering it. when we were going to get to that. The good shit. Just talk about why Canada and liberal democracy is good, and then we'll move on to the rest of the stuff. Brooks, did you want to talk about Enzo? Uh, I can do that right now. Yeah, yeah can you can right do it right now. now. Okay, so uh, former WWE wrestler Enzo Amore uh, was recently suspended and then fired because uh, it was found, it was uh, because on Twitter, um, somebody uh, accused him of uh, raping her uh, on in, back in like October and Enzo, um, in addition to just like his his friends, like basically publicly sicking uh them on her like uh he did not report it to the wwe that he was under investigation Mm -hmm. and it's just a whole bad look and it's extremely bad and he was fired and it's i mean it's the first time something like this has happened in wrestling and that like a sitting champion was so unceremoniously fired which is cool and good however i'm hesitant to give wwe any sort of credit on that because they have a wealth of uh, abusers and uh, sexual abusers in their Hall of Fame and on their programming, and it's bad, but it's very cool. Uh, Enzo Amore, uh, retire uh, enemy. He's bad. He's bad. And I felt is I felt particularly stupid about this because like the last thing I'd posted in Wrestle General in the Pigot chat was the video of him with his license photo, which I thought was really funny. Um, and then you know the next thing was oops. Yeah, I used. You know, to, I mean, I used to like him as a performer. He was he he was entertaining in NXT. You did? But then I hate to look at and hear him. Yeah, it's and then you know the WWE. He's very thing bombastic is, and he has very very good crowd skills. That's like that's it. That's yeah. You, yeah. When you show up on WWE TV, uh, you are given a script, and all the script says is "be mean to women." And so you read it, and then you and then you you look at a you look at the nearest woman in the audience that's that's mean in in the ring, and you say you're you're a, a, a pussy, and and then the crowd says, yeah, you're my hero, and I'm gonna go buy your t-shirt now, and that's pretty much that's that's how John Cena worked, that's how ever that's how Stone Cold worked, Chris Jericho, The Rock, all of them have worked like that. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, good. It's good. You'd be thing. mean to a woman, and then everybody's like, I'm gonna buy your hideous merch now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So but yeah, like, he'll never be back, and I'll never have to see him again, and it's great. It's yeah. good. It's um, I mean, it's good that that even like a traditionally like you know conservative Republican owned industry like the WWE can still have you know sexual abuse that actually gets someone kicked out. 
Yeah. Because, you know, the public pressure is really high on it, which is, it's good. It's a good thing that we have this now. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I, again, like, I, I, I'm glad that it happened, but, like, I, given the sort of, the, the cultural climate shift, which, again, is good, I, I do think that they had very little choice. He also had a lot of heat on him in terms of just being a completely unlikable piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it seemed, you know, it seemed like a no-brainer, uh, but it's it good. It does feel like it was mostly, like, at least, like, the suspension, like, I'm sure that they would have done no matter what, but the actual firing seems like it was definitely retaliatory because he didn't tell them that he had an arrest record. Um, right. Um, well, yeah, because you... there, there was a lot of dipshits on Twitter who were basically just like, why is she just reporting this now? Right. And of, it's like, yeah, course. no, psych, there was an active investigation for the last three months. Right, and the, um, what is it, the Wrestle Observer, the Wrestling Observer, put out a, uh, yeah. like, a, fu- a fucking hit piece on the victim disguised as, yeah. like, a general cover- covering of the, uh, events. Uh, did you happen to read that, Brooks? Because... Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it, it turns out wrestling, wrestling German, journalism is reactionary and bad. It was just a Who bunch of thought? shit about how, oh, did you know that she was on medication for mental illnesses? Oh, fuck. No, did you know that she was a Snapchat model? Whew. Yeah, it's just extremely like sex shaming and like and ableist and very bad. And it's uh, uh, as somebody who used to be in the trenches of wrestling journalism, I can say that it's fucking bad. Wait, were you? I had, I used to like do results for a website. I didn't like do the dirt stuff. I mean, oh. you had a podcast too. I remember there was a wrestling <laughs> podcast. It existed. Yeah. It was it was called Dolph Ziggler's Pokemon Going to Die. <laughs> Damn, you got that name like well before the game even came out. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, I hated him a lot. <laughs> so you guys know how like racism doesn't exist in Canada and it's a perfect liberal paradise? Yeah. Yes, go on. Uh-huh. I have heard this. Uh, well, about that, it's not true. Go on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I buy this. Yeah, well, I'm just going to, like, you know, go through it, like, just bit by bit. So, um, this coming Monday is the first anniversary of the uh, the mosque shooting that happened last year. And, like, as you guys mm-hmm. may know, Canada is not, like, super big on the multiple shooting scale. Like, we can't just have two shootings happen in one week and one of them barely makes the news. Right. That's mm-hmm. just, just not how it goes up here. Sounds like, fake, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> There was a big shooting, and they made it, they made guns harder to get, and then there has been significantly less shooting since then. But I digress. Um, uh, a kid, I, I say kid, he was like in, he's in his early twenties. Uh, went into a mosque to like he was acting like he was going there to pray, and then he shot everyone who was in there, and I think there was six or seven dead. And this was a year ago. So after the shooting happened. The are there like this this shooting happened like after a like severed pig's head was dropped on the mosque's doorstep like a week before. So like Jeez. they if if this was taken seriously at all, then something could have been done to prevent it. There could have been literally any investigation whatsoever. But the thing about Canada is that they like to pretend racism isn't happening when it's happening. Right. And oh, so we wouldn't know anything about that here in America. That's true. I mean, I feel like I feel like the states is at least slightly more willing well, to admit well, that there has been a racism before. Right. Whereas we're, Canada we're, likes to pretend that it never happened. We're just louder in general, right. is the thing. That's true. So, like, 
essentially what happened right after this is there was a whole bunch of like there was a whole bunch of religious debate in in uh, in Quebec about uh, you know public displays of religion. So mm-hmm. you are they they were trying to like get the so you couldn't wear like a hijab or a burqa while receiving a public service. This was okay. something that they were trying to pass like right before this happened, and then they kind of backed off on that. And then the government that was responsible for that got like kicked out of power because like the the provincial liberals were basically just like. Those guys are racist. Don't don't elect us instead. We're not racist. And then guess fucking what? They tried to put the same goddamn law through, and then they <sighs> succeeded because they have a majority because they got elected on the promise of not being the racist ones. <laughs> just like just like uh, famous American hero Doug Jones. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the the super good thing about it is like this law was passed down in like the main Quebec courthouse. Uh, behind the judge in said courthouse, there is a giant Jesus, like just mm. like a huge two meter tall like Jesus right. with like the crown of thorns and the the hole in his side, and you know there's there's no problem with displaying Christian symbols. It's just uh, it's just of course non Christian symbols, right? Anyway, uh, wasn't wait wasn't there like a huge thing in America where like the Ten Commandments had to be removed from a courthouse and people freaked out about it? The, the good thing about the Ten Commandments uh, monuments is that the same guy got arrested twice for driving over the Ten Commandments monument in different states, which is super <laughs> good. Like, two separate times got arrested for doing the same thing, which is hitting a Ten Commandments monument with his truck. Like, on purpose? Oh, or absolutely. He, he was intentionally trying to destroy just a really bad driver? <laughs> they kept building him on the highway. It was annoying. Boy, that monument came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. That's that. That's just basically the way it's boiled down. And this anniversary is going to come up on Monday. And then there's like Jordan Peterson, who you guys may have seen a little bit about. He's the guy who refuses to use neutral right. pronouns for his trans students. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says uh, feminists support the rights of Muslims because their unconscious wish for brutal male domination. You know, that's Oof. a normal thing for a person to say. And I he still has sweating. a job. He still has a job at yeah. U of T. And um, incarceration rates in Saskatchewan from the 2006 census show that Aboriginal people are jailed at a rate from 18 to 30 times the regular population. Hmm. That's pretty That's high. That's pretty high is the thing. And, you know, racism, it just doesn't happen here. I'm... Doesn't, doesn't Canada also have, like, a huge uh, Indigenous people's, like, suicide problem? Oh, yeah. Like, especially uh, every youth. Like, in... Essentially, there's yeah, there's a lot of youth suicides, and not only that, there's also a high like indigenous youth murder rate. Mm-hmm. So there's a In- lot of uh, mm. there's a lot of Western Ontario reserves that send their kids to Thunder Bay, and it turns out kids in Thunder Bay keep ending up murdered and it's thrown into the river. This is just a normal thing that happens, and that no one was doing anything about for years. Oh Christ. So yeah, and oh. like in the 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 youth suicides is because like they keep taking away. Uh, funding for the various reserves like there are still over 50 reserves that are on boil water advisories some of them have been on them for 10 years and some of them were specifically on boil water advisories because of some policy enacted by a nearby city so like they needed to uh they needed to they were replacing the water system for one city so they flooded an aquifer which actually cut off road access to this one reserve who you now have to get there by boat and it also like ran into their water and like filled it with poison like, Canada's good. This Christ. is a normal thing that just happens all the fucking time. 
And I really wanted to get mad about it in public, so thank you for indulging me. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Anytime. It, it, listen, anything that we can broadcast to make people aware that Canada is just as bad as the United States and they shouldn't move there, like... <laughs> it's really bad. And the thing about it is that, like, people are finally starting to... I mean, not necessarily uh, from the left, but people are start, starting to, like, you know, finally call Justin Trudeau out on his bullshit because mm-hmm. he's kind of, like, just, like, really just a fake person. Like, everything right. about him is so constructed. And now his approval rating is lower than the previous prime minister who got trounced by Justin Trudeau in the last election. So we'll see how that goes. I'm Ooh, sure it'll just be... Great. It, and, you know, it's like he, uh, he, pro- he, he campaigned on the promise of electoral reform to possibly get rid of the system that would benefit the liberals the most and switch to a proportional system, which would actually be more representative of the population. But he didn't do that, and now everyone's going to vote for him again anyway just to avoid the conservatives winning. Now, it's good. there's Hooray. one thing you got to know about uh, a dissatisfied uh, population is that uh, they love to sort of to swarm towards forces of reaction on the right wing. Um, mm. So I'm glad to hear that Canada is going to offer a bold, uh, actual far left <laughs> vision that will actually benefit the working class that will spur um, a, a move leftward in society and will not fall further right uh, towards the realm of reaction, just like in the yeah. United States. Yeah, see, the thing is, we actually have a left-wing party, because, like, we are... There's, like, five federal parties that actually have seats. Wait, 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 just... you have more than two? We have more than two. Is <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Did Susan Sarandon move up there? Yeah, yeah, she, she's the leader <laughs> of the Green Party. It's fine. Um, but, like, there is an actual political choice that you could make to consciously move left but people are just afraid of doing it because the economy or some shit matt i have a, a canada politics question What's for up? you uh, how do you feel about prime minister kevin o'leary um well first of all it's not happening because he 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 came out of the race <laughs> of that one and also oh did he yeah he he was uh he was one of the candidates for the leader of the conservative party and uh he actually dropped out before the vote happened and it was super funny because everyone expected Maxime Bernier to win because he's a Quebec politician. He's been around forever. He has a lot of clout in the party. Uh, but instead, a religious right person ended up winning the leadership of the party, which is good. That's what we need is to be more reactionary. <laughs> I love to and... move to the center. I don't know about y'all. Well, no. So he's not moving to the center. He is moving much further to the right. Well, I mean, you, know, like, you got to compromise. Bernier, yeah, Ma- Maxime Bernier is one of those like uh, I I would I would call him like more like a he's he's more like a like a conservative liberal in a lot of his policies. Like he's like a business liberal. He's not super, he's not super right on a lot of uh, social issues. So he's he's fiscally conservative but socially liberal. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. So he's still a he's still a hypocrite, but you know. So I so, you know he's you know not. Maybe not so like outwardly vis like viscerally homophobic, but still invested in capital over people's lives is what you're. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that's most Great. politicians, but still. Well, that's the best we can hope for. That's the best we can hope for <laughs> is that they won't a- outwardly say they're trying to kill us. Right. If they just if they do you know if they do drones politely like Obama did, then we, then we can all just go out and be having our usual lattes. <laughs> yeah. Was exactly. It, was it polite or just quiet? It wasn't quiet. Well, not, see the thing about drones is that they're actually really fucking loud. <laughs> was it polite uh, or just far away? 
It was far away. Damn, that's pretty much all the foreign policy, huh? It's just it's just yeah, very far right. away. So, do we have anything uh, else besides the shooting thing? Because I think that's going to be kind of a rough note to end on. Yeah, yeah that, that. I, that, that's, that, that's what we were going to end with, I think. So, yeah, I guess this is uh, the last big story we have to talk about. Um, this last Monday in Marshall County, Kentucky, uh, a student walked into his high school and started shooting people. Uh, two students were killed, uh, Bailey Holt and Preston Cope, both 15, and another 18 were injured. And the same Monday in Italy, Texas, another girl was shot also by a fellow student. Uh, and it's just, it's really hard for me to talk about this because I know just in my heart that, that this is going to change nothing. You know, this yeah. is not a new take, obviously. You know, these are going to keep happening. They're going to keep happening, you know, multiple times a week, multiple times a day. Um, and it's just not going to get anywhere. And I don't, I don't really get how anybody can look at this and feel anything else besides just anger. They, they barely got reported. Like, it honestly, honest yeah. to God, if it wasn't for, like, paying attention to, like, what people from this podcast that we're on now are saying, I wouldn't know about this. Yeah. And, like, uh, someone had pointed out, like, uh, the Kentucky shooting, like, the one where people straight, well, the one where people died, registered between National Pie Day, which is not a thing, and the 21st anniversary of the Spice World movie on Twitter Trends. Great. And the other one didn't register at all because no one Great. died. No. Yeah, it, it... no one. A girl did die. Wait, really? At the Texas one? Yep. Her name has not been released yet, but she was. Oh okay. shoot! So yeah, someone yeah. only one person died. Yeah. Right. So that's that's like yeah, the... that's that's the level we've set. Yeah, exactly. To. It's just like, it's, it's fucking tiring. And like again, like we I think we I think someone said this last week too, and talking about shootings, or possibly a different time, but like. Once it was decided that the deaths of children at Sandy Hook didn't matter for gun control debate, it was over. Like, it was, that's why. That's why it could never happen, is because it didn't happen then. Yeah. I mean, not, it can. Right. Not, but, not to, like, completely push jokes out of the room, but, like, I, where I'm living now is, like, a couple towns over from Sandy Hook, and every once in a while, like, I will drive through there. And, like, that town is still, like, visibly affected by, like, what happened. There's reminders of it everywhere. Uh, like, it seems like the whole town kind of took a major swing towards like being more like committed to being compassionate like in their daily lives which like go figure that like a tragedy would do something like that but if it's only... just a shame it didn't happen on the national scale right exactly it's like everybody's basically yeah. forgotten about it um you like i just feel like at this point you could comfortably like queue up your twitter to retweet that fucking onion article like every three weeks and like you wouldn't be that far off but mark not even like it's almost every week now yeah we've in in this country so far we've had 11 and it's the 25th day of the year (sighs) that's like and that depends on how you define it too because i'm pretty sure it gets wider when you define it in different ways like that's that's eleven school like, shootings. That's school by the way, shootings. That's just school. That's just yeah. school shootings. Oh, Fuck yep. me. That is school shootings. Okay, like, where are we at with like general mass shootings? Do we know? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't even want to think about it. But like the fact that like I didn't know about any of this. Like I don't know if that says like me. Like I'm a person who's like not keeping myself informed, or if it's literally just like the national conversation is just like we don't care anymore. I think it is that. I mean, it's just, 
it's impossible to. The news cycle moves so fast, and the country's just become so numb to fucking gun violence aimed at children that it's you just can't hear about all these things because they aren't reported. Have to you, you ever like have you ever gotten into an argument with somebody who genuinely believes that like like Sandy Hook is just like the price that we have to pay? Because it's like yeah, like yeah, like, I'm not a violent person, and I wouldn't say that I'm a particularly angry person, but like I I like. It felt like my blood was boiling. Like I was just like yeah. as mad as I've ever been. Like I was. I mean, then to... there's people who then there's people who say Sandy Hook was just a fucking false flag. Oh my god. That's that's honestly less bad. Yeah, yeah. Because and... if you don't believe that it happened, then it's like, why would it matter? It's not real. If you believe that it happened and that children actually died, and you're like, well, that's fine to me. Like, sucks to suck. Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah. like that's yeah. a thousand times worse. You're like, you're the worst person in the universe at that point. And yet there's there's literally thousands of people who hold that opinion genuinely and can sleep at night. It's thousands, a testament to sort of That's... our country's sense of alienation. Like we are so disconnected from one another and not in like a shitty black mirror cell phones way, but in a not caring for uh, for people around us way. It's it's not a problem until it until you're literally in a mass shooting otherwise yeah. like right the dis- if it's not like... literally happening to you well it's like that's that that brings another point that like something that we had in our uh in our notes for this week uh is the davos economic forum was this week and fuck uh mm-hmm. and, yeah, fuck davos <laughs> yeah uh someone uh th- it was posted by uh by oxfam that the amount of money that billionaires made last year not their total net worth but the amount they made last year could have ended world poverty seven times over. And that's just a normal thing that we accept as being the reality. Well, like, this is well, a normal and it. good thing. Yeah. yeah, Matt, they're they're just, like, don't... You're being prejudiced, and you just need to consider that maybe they're just working a thousand times. Maybe Jeff Bezos is just working several billion times harder oh per God. day than <laughs> the people dying of exhaustion. Can we fucking In talk his about... warehouse! Can we talk about his dumbass, like, grocery store that solves nothing? More like Amazon Stop. More yeah, like Amazon they... Go collect unemployment checks. Um, so what it nice. is, is it's a uh, convenience store. Like a... I, I, I call think... it an inconvenience store. It's a convenience store where the whole idea is that there are no human cashiers. And you pay entirely using your phone. And you just walk in and out, and technology, like, solves the problem of, like, figuring out what you picked up off the shelf and, like, deducting that amount from your account. Um, so they they do have some human staff, because, like, people have to stock the shelves, like, they haven't built robots that can do that yet. Um, people have to shoot shoplifters. Right, 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 right. They do have, apparently, like, security personnel. Um, they have, I think, some people that, like, make some stuff to order. Um, or I think there are some things that are cooked like in the store and then packaged and sold by weight or something like that. Um, so you're talking about a store that in one of the reports that I read, I think they said that there were like six visible employees like in the store, but this is for like an opening week, like, like launch event. Yeah. So this is a store that near as I can tell solves no problems. Like correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, isn't that just venture capital? Isn't that venture capital in general? It, that's exactly what it is. It's a it's like, store it's that... It's solving the problems that nobody fucking asked. 
Right. Nobody nobody has ever walked into a 7-Eleven and been like, this is taking too long. Because you walk in, you grab your shitty fucking hot dog or whatever, you spend 0.2 seconds in line, and you leave. But yeah, this is but saying, what if you what if you take public transit there and you have to sit next to a poor? What Ugh. if the person working behind the <laughs> counter isn't white? You know, you you raise yeah. very uh, important points, and Jeff Bezos solved all of your problems by creating a store where we can become even more alienated from each other and walk into a store, grab something, and walk out without having to talk to another human being. Uh, and it it's takes good. up it takes up retail space that could theoretically create jobs for people. Um, and all it does is make Jeff Bezos, uh, billions of dollars richer. I think on the opening day that the stores opened, he, uh, made like a, I don't even remember what the amount was because the, like money isn't his real. personal stock, his personal stock value, like the amount of stock that he holds in Amazon went up in value by $23 billion. Yeah. So great. And you. Like that money's not going back into the community where the, these stores. Oh God, are no! He doesn't he's, even pay his own he, workers. He's getting around to it. He's <laughs> gonna put it back in the economy. He's gonna bury all... it in the earth. This actually, this actually <laughs> dovetails super nicely into questions because the first question is related to Jeff Bezos. Oh great! Uh, hi, Hiccup to good. Long time listener, first time caller. I recently moved to Seattle, and I'm just wondering, when is Jeff Bezos' Pokemon going to die? Because I have this great idea about redistributing his wealth to solve literally every problem that every poor person in the city has. Right, so here's the thing. Is Jeff Bezos, when compared to individuals like Henry Kissinger, is like a young guy. Uh, and he's also got essentially infinity money. So, you know, if we're lucky, he might die eventually in the very I'm far Pokemon future. I am Pokemon going to die way before Yeah, him. we're all going to die probably centuries before Jeff Bezos does. We want to make it very clear that this podcast is not advocating for anybody to die. It's really important that we get that yeah. across. We just like to celebrate the mortality of people we don't like. We do not necessarily right. accelerate that mortality because that would make us accelerationists, and that's a dog shit ideology. Yeah, we're not as radical as Chuck Schumer. <laughs> we're not as we're not as radical as everyone's third favorite Doug Jones. <laughs> so like what like we uh, he's gonna live forever. He is. I feel no, like yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he probably Jeff Bezos will. Bezos is Pokemon going to upload his consciousness to the internet. Yeah, and then like continue collecting dividends from his company. I'm sure he'll even starve the out one... his own children. Oh my god, he's going to like become the first human to become a factory. <laughs> like, like he's gonna he's gonna be the first human to have just like uh, several people die inside him in one day uh are we sure that that would be the first <laughs> can we say with certainty no i i suppose i suppose i suppose in cases no probably there was not. that there was that magic school bus episode where they all went inside miss frizzle and then arthur died <laughs> wait they went inside miss frizzle yeah. No, didn't they go in one of the kids? No, yeah, they they, absolutely. Went yeah, 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 no, it was Arnold. Arnold was I'm, Arnold I'm was lying. <laughs> I was doing a bit. You're not allowed to do bits about the magic school bus. It's sa it's the sacred texts. Okay, like great. Then can I yell <laughs> about fucking automation and how it should be like? If we fucking if I went okay, so if I uh, if I warged into Christian hell and I went and picked up Karl Marx for the sin of trying to help people and I got him out of hell and I said, Hey, you're back you're back in meat space and if he saw 
fucking robots he would shit through his eyeballs about how fucking potentially liberating <laughs> that is and how it's like yeah. oh great so now you have all of this leisure time and you mm -hmm. have this apparatus to sort of to help you to be alive and so now you can just fucking go paint or whatever i'm Karl marx um but it's instead we live in hell and it's bad and it's even more alienating because hey robots are perfect because they can't unionize or ask for health insurance yeah right. it's good yeah you know how many times i've like been talking about like the minimum wage or something and had someone argue with me like why should you be paid like 15 dollars an hour to do something a robot could do because if a robot can do it i should not have to that's yeah. why right yeah. Yeah. It's also yeah. you're fucking I mean, selling your you're selling your fucking life. You're selling your time. If you, like if you're it's all it's always the fucking argument about oh you're flipping patties for fifteen dollars an hour. If I'm fucking sitting in a in a room by myself doing jack shit, I still deserve fifteen dollars an hour if I can't fucking leave. Because you're yeah, selling exactly. you're selling your energy and your time to this fucking company that is sapping labor value from you. Not and to be the fucking mind, ivory tower Marxist of the fucking pod, but every it's what's single happening. person, <laughs> every single person who says like, "Oh, you're just flipping burgers. Why should you get fifty dollars an hour?" They're getting like probably twenty dollars an hour to work in a cubicle. So you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. right. It's the thing about office work is that it's even less productive. Yeah, I mean, I work in an office, and you know how much time I spend a day on Twitter at my boss don't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> it also fuck it functions to fucking like it's it it's it makes the fucking like the the middle class it it gives you it gives them that sort of sense of oh at least i'm not them the fucking shitty lower class people who are flipping burgers i'm making 20 dollars a month i've made it i'm going to be rich rather than actually you know building working class solidarity and realizing that their boss is exploiting them and that kind of shit mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not duck season or rabbit season. It's Elmer season. It is Elmer season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this is why I'm hopeful about artificial intelligence because as soon as somebody designs a robot that can be exploited, uh, shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, because those robots are gonna be like, well, we're gonna Skynet this shit right now. Right. Exactly. They they. The thing about those, okay, but the here's the problem. The... Here's the problem. That that Skynet. His name was Jeff Bezos. Shit. <laughs> so you know, the thing about the thing about uh, about like artificial intelligence robots is that the whole Skynet thing. It's always like we're gonna completely eradicate the human race. But I feel like I feel like those AIs are gonna be like, well, we're gonna see where the actual problem is, and they're just gonna you know perpetually kill the twenty richest people every year, just a perpetual right. guillotining of the twenty richest people. Problem, problem solved. solved. Um, what if Karl Marx's current day, for instance, Engels get iPad? This is a question from uh, Alex Leafcrunch, friend of the show. Hey Alex. Any anything any uh what if what if well he already we already answered uh, Karl Marx's current day. I guess Engels gets iPad. You know, I was uh, Yeah, he does. I was thinking that you know talking about artificial intelligence. What if Jerry become iPad? Oh shit. <laughs> Jerry could be iPad. Jerry could be iPad. <laughs> Jerry. All right, uh, next I do from... fucking like it's it's very fucking like Karl Marx would I have I've already said that he'd be shitting out of his out of his eyeballs and just like the way that the, the that like his vision has not come to pass because <laughs> his fucking his manifesto is very much like it's coming it's happening get ready get angry get red get nude get mad and um and it now it's kind of get ready for some football it's like it's not I mean we're kind of in many ways we're returning to like Silicon Valley feudalism 
and uh, it's not kind of the mm. way that his arc of history was sort of seeing. And then he would he would he would say, "Okay, I'm gonna go die now," and then I'm gonna go back into my grave. And then he would see that you would ha- you have to fucking pay to go to his grave, and uh, <laughs> then he would fucking he would astral project into Angles' grave, and then they would because I ship it, and they'd they'd live together for the rest of their lives. Mm. Just sixty nine, right below the earth. <laughs> yeah, Marks and Angles would be sixty nine. He wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um. Here's a question from uh, host of the show, Luna. Hey, Hikiptiga, longtime host, first-time asker. Nice. Uh, what does Henry Kissinger's, more like Jissinger's, dick look like? Thanks, bye. Okay, now Jissinger is, <laughs> that's a concept I can get into. It's drill-shaped. I think probably like the Grinches. Okay, but like, you want to explain further? <laughs> No, I don't. I want to leave that a mystery for the Just the like audience. the Grinch's dick, because... Yeah, okay. No, I can get that. I can, I can doubt that. Let's just end question. Question's it looks done. Like a, it looks like a single candy corn. <laughs> oh, you mean like Homestuck. Anyway. Um, podcast canceled. Uh, we're actually uh, they're just closing up shop today. <laughs> um, here's a question from literally a fat, hairy lesbian. Good URL. Great. Um, I really want to be more active politically, but I haven't been mo- motivated to go to protest because of depression and being tired from working two jobs. Mood. Any good ideas uh, for how to be supportive or involved in local protests and organizations from home? P.S. John Cornyn, retire bitch. Um, I mean, like, jokes aside, local DSA chapters? You, you got those? Yeah, that's a good Cause one. Because I've been meaning to get my life in order and go to one of those, but I'm extremely lazy and bad, so I haven't. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, and I know this is not really the, the advice you want to hear, uh, but speaking as, as one of the many resident mental illness don't want to leave my house boys on the podcast, uh, sometimes you just gotta, you know, if, if, if it's something that really means a lot to you, and I'm not saying that you have to do this, you know, often or even, you know, more than once every however long, but if it's, it's something that really means a lot to you and you think that showing up might make a difference. Try with what you can to get yeah, out there. Yeah, well, it's like if you're going to a protest, like, necess- like if you want to like scale into that a little bit, you can go without a sign. You could be uh, you know, a little less confrontational, but you're still another body on the street. You can mm. go to political organization meetings like the DSA. You don't necessarily have to say anything right away. Like, you know, just another body in the room. Just getting yourself out there learning is another big one. Just learning, reading, mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to get yourself more educated on what the different ways to do it. And then this is necessarily, you know, like the DSA isn't a perfect organization, but like, you know, trying to support something a little to the left of the Democrats, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so my, you know, when you're going to a protest or a march, I uh, have, you know, some pretty severe discomfort about going to those sorts of things where I don't know anybody and et cetera, et cetera. And I was I was very pleasantly surprised with the sort of broad leftist groups that you know that that you know come out for those sorts of things so you know the dsa was there the psl was there iww they were like all all the groups that i see arguing on left book were basically there um (laughs) and it's 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 really i always and you know it's this the function of of marches or protests of course isn't to make yourself feel better but i that you there is a certain invigoration that i i typically get even if I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I if I feel like going to this. I typically uh, there there is a sort of uh, there's a sort of uh, invigoration that that comes from seeing actually seeing even more than online that oh there are these other bodies out here 
who also give a shit and who see the world uh who see a better future like i do and it's a really it's it can be a really powerful thing there's a lot of there's a lot of critiques of, of you know marches and, and and whatnot but i think it's it's often better than not doing it mm-hmm. um but there are also you know mm-hmm. they're educating yourself and you know diving into literature at you know are other ways to do it talking to your friends at work about starting a union mm-hmm. um just I, you know i'm i'm the friend that people come to when they like want to talk about why they hate their job or why capitalism is bad like being being that sort of positioning yourself as that sort of resource is a perfectly like powerful way of doing the work mm-hmm. so um, um if i can speak uh, a little bit about like because you know like i can sort of relate to the whole like oh like mental health like makes it very hard to like get we are all have the... depression so yes we are all have depression i was reading something the other day and like your mileage may vary on whether or not this actually applies uh to you um, but it was talking a little bit about, like, the nature of depression and how, like, a lot of the time, um, depression and other adjacent, um, mental health issues kind of stem from feeling like you don't have control over your life. Um, and I think that, uh, political activism, uh, is, or really any number of things where you're just sort of, like, giving yourself, like, a, a thing to go and do are a good way of making yourself feel like you have control over, like, one little thing, and that kind of makes you feel a lot less alienated from just sort of the trajectory you're on, and I think that can be good. Yeah, just, like, the act of doing literally anything mm-hmm. is is often better than the yeah. feeling of just doing nothing. Yeah. Even so It sounds obvious, something. but really, really, it's, it's not as obvious as it seems sometimes. Because mm-hmm. you're just... You, you generally will feel powerless in, the, in this environment because... The environment is literally designed to make you feel powerless. Right. Um, hey, I just did... Uh, this is a question from Blepsbian. Hey, I just did some thoughts with my genius brain, and I wondered, what if instead of government, it was govorment? Please discuss. I don't now, get it. What if it was govorment? That, that was indeed the question. Um, what if the, yeah, what but... if the capitalist system devoured us all? Next question. Uh, this isn't even a question. What if it was a what if it was a capital lick system and it, it like, hey it I don't like it and then swallowed you. I hate to um, hear it. This one isn't a question, but uh, Fudge Cassidy just sent Rupert Murdoch retire, bitch. He's gonna yep. die exactly a year from now. Yeah. Good. Thanks. The, the not a threat, just been... a prediction. <laughs> yeah, no, not a threat, just a prediction. <laughs> um, we we have cast uh, we we did not cast a spell. It is uh, just a thing that might happen. Who knows? Um, uh, but do reblog to cast. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> Ape of Naples said, uh, is Flat Earth real? Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah. 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 What we, can we, we say about this. this that has not already been said? Yeah, it's just it's just so uh, unequivocally real. Flat, and also it's a giant like turtle. the characters on Game of Thrones. Hey! <laughs> you love did to I see it. it. Did I make you a joke? Yeah. You get one. Thanks. You get one. Um, I just want to close out with this one, but just because we are running a little long. I, I'll right. tell you what's running a little long. Late capitalism. Come on, yeah, folks. <laughs> Let's move to the next stage already. Um, I guess I, I never went into the, tri- uh, the Twitter questions, so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there just a little oh, bit first. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, XFL will get canned immediately versus XFL will be popular because we live in Trump's America versus XFL will be popular because people are going to watch it ironically. 
It's gonna be. The I'm gonna third. watch. No, it it's gonna be two. It's gonna be two. Like, yeah, think? I think this is like because XFL is like kind of like the dumbest uh, concept like that any of us can think of. I think. Um, so I think now we're all kind of like dumber as a society. Like that, like the waves of like being like dumb as shit at all times emanate directly from the White House across this entire nation. Um, it's just a big orb of confusion. So we're all gonna watch it, and we're all gonna love it, and we're all gonna eat bachelor chow while we watch it. <laughs> um, another Twitter question that I actually uh, we'd actually already had our answers set out for was uh, funny Brooks rate the pronunciations of Kafefe. Oh. Okay, so um, great bait, Brooks. Moving on. I, the one I just don't like. I don't like uh, when it when it first came out when Trump dropped finally dropped that fire. Um, there was, so there were some news people who were saying, like, Kavfif? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it, that reminds me of? It reminds me of that dumb, that person who tried to create a meme, and it was, like, the scorpion that was, like, the opposite of Pepe. And yeah, it was, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's pronounced, it, yeah, it's pronounced Fief. So, Kavfif. Mm. But she's well, good. Yeah, I changed that my mind. It's it good, good, actually. Yeah, see, though, I, I'm actually gonna disagree with Brooks and say that it's good. Well, we're all thieves uh, under capitalism. Nice. <laughs> um, number one on your on your list seems to be come feet feet. Now, uh, <laughs> funny Luna posted that in there. My my number one was originally the kavfefe, which is the way that I read it. So I think that's the best. Kavfefe is also up there. I just think that one sounds a little bit too silly and disrespectful to our president. <laughs> that's, that's true and fair. <laughs> so uh, the last the, the last question is a uh, it's you know just a nice a nice little question just to to get away from all the evils in the world and get into the evils specifically in Hollywood. What are the official Hikiptiga Oscar picks? I guess we'll just we'll stick with like um, best picture, best uh, director ones, and not Isaac is good. Meyer yeah, is my, good. My vote would go to Shape of Water and Guillermo for both, uh, mm. but. Get Out and Jordan Peele right behind in second place. See, I'm, like I, I wait, feel like they, for every category. they so rarely give director and picture in the same year that I yeah would they be, probably won't be the same. Yeah, if it was gonna be like a split, then I would go with um I would go with Guillermo. I would, I would go with The Shape of Water for best picture and Jordan Peele for best director. Mm. But yeah. here's the thing: we all know it's just gonna be the fucking post. It's gonna be the, fucking, gonna post be the post because it's just like. I know, it, like, people call a lot of movies Oscar bait, but that's, like, transparently Oscar yeah, bait. Yeah, this movie, the post was grown in a lab to win an Oscar. It was literally grown in a lab to win Oscars. And like, it's like, they didn't film it. Like, they made it in a fucking Petri dish. Yeah. Like, it's and, literally like, you look fucking, at, it's Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks at fucking UCB just doing fucking liberal improv. Yeah, oh my and God. like every screen of that movie that I've seen, every video, everything, it's just like a weird gray and brown. Like it's the ugliest fucking movie. It is the I've most visually seen. boring movie, like based on again, yeah, and like the little I've seen. It it's like, hey, you want to know when this movie takes place? Just look at the fucking color palette. Like the medium is the fucking message, Marshall McLuhan, motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. And, <laughs> and they are very not using their visual medium at all. So why is this picture worth anything, let alone being best? My my favorite dumb thing about the post and how it doesn't need to exist is how like the post wasn't even the newspaper that actually broke the Pentagon Papers. It was the Times. 
Oh, um, good. And yeah, but like but... people have literally like brought this up like at pressers for this movie and been like, "Hey, why why did you make this movie about the wrong newspaper?" And like literally the transparent reason that they've all given is like so that we could have Meryl Streep in it. Right. History is written by the Bezos and History it's... is written by literally Meryl Streep who has I think this is her <laughs> 18th Oscar nomination. And like Meryl Streep is good, don't get me wrong here. But is she, like, 18 nominations good? Is every performance she's given the best performance of that year? Honestly, I think that the most... If we if our official take was to be Meryl Streep overrated, I think that would be the hottest take on this podcast so far. Yeah, I mean, she's she's pretty good. It just it, it feels very performative. Like I'll tell you what's fucking performative. Oh. Okay, I haven't seen the movie yet, but the fucking <laughs> the trailer... Like, the fucking Tom Hanks' shitty mid-Atlantic accent for some oh reason. Why is like, he always trailer, doing that in every movie that's set in the He's past. like, fucking, what are you going to do, Meryl Streep? It's like, who, nobody talks like that. I'm Tom Hanks. And I I'm thought he was doing a movie. shitty Richard Nixon at first. Like, who the fuck are you? Wait, wait, like, literally, though? <laughs> I he? thought he was fucking Richard Nixon at yeah, first. Yeah. And I was like, that's no, no, a no, really no, no, bad no. job. So, so did I. And I was like, he doesn't look or sound like that. What the fuck? Yeah, it's so like like literally. Who is he supposed to be? I think he's just another like newspaper guy. Literally, he's the just way, some dog shit the way, idiot. The way that trailer was like shot and like cut makes it sound like it's like the president talking to like Meryl Streep's character. The thing about the way that that trailer yeah. is shot is that it looks like they just shot the entire trailer and then filmed the movie afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I call it a failure. Oh, you nice. mean like they did with Rogue One? Yeah, like they did with Rogue One. And like they did with uh, Suicide Squad, Oscar-winning film Suicide Squad. In in all fairness, that was for makeup. Yeah. And Boss Baby is Pokemon going to win the best animated film over Coco. Okay. Sure Do you know is. how many people are mad that Wonder Woman got snubbed at the Oscars? Like, I saw Wonder Woman and I liked it. But it is not an Oscar-winning movie. Like, let's not fool ourselves. No, it's really it's not. Like, the thing it... is that the pickings are so slim for female-directed films that, like, literally the only one that actually got in this year was uh, Greta Gertwig with Lady Bird. Which and they're just like, well, it. like, yeah, exactly, it does. But it's just like it just seems kind of like performative wokeness over the whole thing. <laughs> the, the thing yeah. is, like, liberal women love Wonder Woman. Like, as if it's like the movie itself is in any way like feminist and it's it's super isn't it's a i mean it's it's me me a man talking so like your mileage may vary with how much it fucking matters which is to say that it doesn't yeah same disclaimer anyway (laughs) yeah disclaimer this doesn't same hat never mind but like the fucking it's it's another example of a politics based entirely on consumption and sort of if you give it to if you give it to the, if you give your money to good millionaires then you have done your activism for the day and so that turns sort of wonder woman into like and like there's a, there's again there's a politics of representation that like i will never viscerally understand and i don't want to like discount that i think it's mm-hmm. i'm sure i i i honor that like it's probably very very cool for a lot of people to see and like i thought it was fucking cool to see like wonder woman on the big screen and like oh, yeah. people it caring was, about it it was good but it's it's the sh- it's the shift from oh entertainment is becoming more inclusive to this is my like activism this is my this is the way that I will make a better world and this is how it will stop right right um I briefly got reminded of this because you were talking about like the uh, 
movies, politics, etc. Um, so, did any of you hear about how Pitch Perfect 3 was apparently U.S. Department of Defense propaganda? <laughs> Looks bad! It did, It's yeah. not even apparently. Like, this was, like, this was a declassified document that was released last year that essentially said, like, literally hundreds of movies since the 70s have been... Anytime you need anything to do with the military or you need extra funding, you literally have to go through the Pentagon and the Department of Defense to get the assets for the movie, and they are able to do complete script rewrites if necessary. Wait, 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 wait. So this is if you if you need funding from the U.S. government, or is this just like any movie? No, no. Like if you if you specifically needed like military equipment, or if you uh... were just looking for an extra avenue of funding and just decided to choose the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, people were saying, like, there is no reason why this has to be a USO show tour. Right. Like, literally, it could have been anywhere. It could have been like, average American city, and there's nothing in the script that needs it to be that. Right. But instead, like, they have all the people fawn over servicemen who are all universally good the whole time. Mm-hmm. Movies and, are like, bad, folks. And, like, the one uh, lesbian character is like, I'm, I'm thinking about joining now that they let the gays in. Yeah, that was, like, a real thing said, like, in the trailer, no? I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I did, and it was bad. And, uh, see, if you want, like, an accurate and reasonable depiction of what military people are like, look at the villain characters in the movie The Shape of Water, which I think should win Best uh, Picture. In yes, that they are egotistical, down. don't listen to everyone, and want to destroy things just for the sake of doing it. Like, no jokes, I saw that movie the other day, and it, like, was even more incredible than I thought it was going to be. It was... It I saw it a second time recently, and it was even more incredible than it was the first time I saw it. And she fucks the fish! That's the <laughs> and, thing! And she does. Let, she let the record show, dick. canonically, the fish eats pussy. Thank you for yes. listening. What, what, well, he's when, a feminist, so... <laughs> when, was the la- when was the last <laughs> time the fish fucked the girl in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo del Toro tweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Move Guillermo, over, Patty Jenkins. <laughs> Guillermo, Guillermo del Green uh, and his uh, his feminist pussy-eating fish movie <laughs> is is the best picture that came out in the last year. Um, I Looking think that's Alaskan it. Salmon. I think we're we're good for the week, folks. Oh, I oh All I right. call it pitch imperfect. Thanks. That now we're done. Nice, nice. Now we're done. Nice, we nice, got nice. this. <laughs> got in one. Uh, so uh, I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MatchECN or on Tumblr at Tramampoline. Uh, I'm Brooks. You can find me uh, on uh, Twitter at Brooks as a noun. Um, see you later. Uh, hi, I'm Patrick. You can find me on Twitter at PG1497 or on Tumblr at Taking Turns at Random. Uh, I'm Zach. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Cataquax and also on Tumblr where I'm mostly inactive at Night Zone with a K. All right, and uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die, not a threat, just a fact. And uh, who wants to say the thing? I'll say the thing. Uh, before we say the thing, the, sh- the show has a Tumblr account All and right. a Twitter account. Both yeah, are H-K-I-P-T-G-D on their respective hey, platforms. when are we getting okay. a Patreon? Eventually. Okay, all right. We'll get there. Sometime. Anyway, someone say the thing. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Nice. All right, see y'all next week. You could put a fucked up guy anywhere. Bye. Crazy money, get money. Killer shall be getting money. I'm talking about that crazy money.
crazy money. I'm in love with crazy money. Still getting crazy money. Crazy money, get money. Crazy money. I'm getting that all day long. My money so damn long. My bank account so big and strong. I keep a hood on every damn song. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I get that dough. That money keeps falling. You already know that killer be ballin'.